Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined as I am most Saturdays here by my good friend, Mr. Lee Schwartz, to go ahead and break down uh, finals, NBA finals game two here, Lee. How did you enjoy game one? Let me, let me start there. I don't know if you're a DFS player, but it was very easy to enjoy game one. I think uh, just it was a weird game, to be honest with you. And then even garbage time at the end got weird. And uh, I'm going to savor every one of these last NBA games because there's only a handful left. In fact, yeah. very likely might only be three or four left. So right. we'll do our best with them, right? Yeah, I, I do think, uh, you know, man, I just don't see the, the Nuggets losing this one. Uh, obviously, that was a rough game for the Heat going in with so little rest, and the uh, Nuggets had nine days of rest. So a little bit of a different thing here. They both have two days rest uh, after playing. So, you know, hopefully they can keep it a little closer. Uh, but let's just jump right into it, man. So we do have, obviously, the, uh, you know, Miami Heat at the Denver Nuggets. Um, trying to find that spread for you guys. I should have had that ready. I apologize. But um, let me just yeah. ask you. Sorry, go ahead. Spreads eight and a half in the favor of the Nuggets. Yeah. Eight and a half. I think it opened around eight. So uh, a little bit shifting towards the Nuggets, which makes sense to me. Uh, it's exactly that. the same spread as uh, I saw in a lot of places for game one. So yeah. uh, apparently, uh, even after the crushing that yeah. <laughs> he kind of took, it's still the same. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 215.5 is the game total. Um, I know we were kind of on the under there. It opened at 215, it then bounced down to about 213. Uh, now it's been bounced back up to 215.5. So it's bouncing back and forth. I'd probably stay away from that one if I were you. But anyways, um, so talk to me, Lee. Wh- who are you playing here at your captain spot? And we can talk about FanDuel as well if you're there. I have uh, I put together a little, little lineup there. But let's start with DraftKings. Who are you putting in your captain spot? Yeah, you know, I filled around a lot of different lineups, uh, as I always do. And, uh, you know, and I'll have quite a few lineups going into this game since there is only one game to play. Yeah. But – Here's the deal. You kind of know Jokic is going to outscore everybody, especially the way <laughs> Butler kind of performed in game one. Yeah. And even if I expect Butler to come back and have a nice, you know, 25-10 game mm. uh, in game two. But at the same time, it's still going to pale in comparison to whatever Jokic puts up. The guy doesn't even take a shot in the first quarter ends up having a really solid <laughs> game anyway. Yeah. So it's really hard to get away from Jokic, except that on DraftKings, you can't afford him. I mean, at yeah. 22,200 22, for your captain. That's true. You're forced to start the bronze of the world if you guys that you don't even know for sure are going to play. Yeah. So for me, I went with Kevin Porter Jr., my captain. And uh, the reason I did that is just because it allows me to get a solid lineup throughout to get a solid six guys and uh, still get Jokic in my lineup, just not a captain. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I I saw that captain's uh, price. And uh, even Butler as a captain, like you said, I think he's going to have a nice little bounce back game here. But it's just not going to be uh, at the level I think you need it for that captain spot. And uh, I really do think this is a tough matchup for Jimmy Butler in particular because the Denver Nuggets just have so much length. Even Jamal Murray, the starting point guard, has a, a pretty big wingspan for a, for a guard. So uh, I just don't feel, feel like it's a good spot to take uh, Jimmy Butler. I'm actually not even playing him at all. But I actually I went a little different than you, Lee, uh, at my captain spot here. I went Bam out of bio. Uh, 13-2 at that captain spot. I think he's underpriced on this slate in general uh, based on what we saw last game, which is that, you know, the Nuggets are kind of happy and, and content with just leaving him uh, roam that middle on the offensive end and have those little jumpers in the mid-range, which he likes to hit anyways. 
Um, I'm on his points over for the series. I think it's a good call. Uh, and I think, you know, he's going to continue to score at a, a pretty high rate here. I'm hoping he doesn't grab so many rebounds. I'm not sure rebounds under, but either way, that's fine. I can lose that one because I'm winning the uh, <laughs> the uh, points one anyway. So, uh, but no, I, I think, you know, Bam at the captain spot makes a lot of sense for me. I think he's going to be a popular choice there, to be honest with you. Uh, I think Jimmy will probably be even more popular though. So I think it's just, you can't play Jimmy at your captain spot. I just, just wouldn't do it. And like you said, Jokic is just too priced up. So when I was looking at the other options, he was kind of the one that made sense to me. But yeah, um, you know, Nikola Jokic, obviously, you know, if I'm playing someone cheaper in the captain spot, I've got to have Jokic in my lineup here. And I'm putting Jamal Murray in there too. Are you think Jamal Murray is going to keep his foot in the gas here or are they going to slow him down a little bit more? I think Jamal Murray to me, you know, Bam might be an exception as well, but to me, Jamal Murray might be the only guy who could possibly outscore Jokic in this game. He's got that kind of ceiling to him. So he's always, for me, in play. You know, right now I really like the front court with Porter Jr. and Jokic and Gordon just because I don't think the Heat can guard him. You know, they the Heat was were putting uh, Vincent on Gordon, and Gordon was just rolling right over him like, a, like, a, like the power forward he is, you know. And uh, – so for me, I really like the front court for Denver a little better, but by putting Porter at my captain, I can get the front court and Jamal Murray into my lineup. So I was pretty happy with that because, I, like I said, I think Jamal Murray is one of the two or three guys this entire game who's got enough upside to break the slate. Yeah, it's true. He could go off for, you know, 40 real-life points. I mean, I think uh, Denver, as we have seen, is pretty reliant on his offense. So uh, especially at times when, when Jokic is being a little bit more passive. But, uh, you know, they can't play that that zone against the Denver Nuggets. As we were saying before the series started, you know, uh, they just put Jokic on the nail there, and he just makes things work. He gets the ball, distributes, uh, goes and scores if nobody, you know, comes in and guards him. So uh, I just think, you know, it's going to be a really rough series here for the Heat. Uh, Rodney on my roster here. I do have Cody Zeller again, just because I wanted. It's just one two one thousand two hundred. It's just hard for me to ignore. He didn't get a ton of minutes that last game. It does worry me a little bit. I wanted to play Haywood Highsmith, uh, Lee, because of what I saw at the end of that game, where the Heat had some success putting a smaller guy on Jokic, which I thought they should have done from the beginning, anyways. Um, so I'm a little worried about my Cody Zeller play here. But I think even if he gets like ten minutes, which he should. Um, he's still going to put up, you know, pretty decent value there at nearly minimum pricing. So what are your thoughts on Cody Zeller? Do you think Kevin Love gets into the, uh, the equation here? Well, and that is the dilemma that all DFS players face in these, in these playoff games is that the minutes for the starters, I think everybody for Denver, the starters all played 32 plus minutes. So that doesn't leave that just scraps for the rest of the team. Uh, Heat were a little more balanced because Struess doesn't play much anymore. So we get terrible championship series and playoff series. So because his minutes are down to about 20, Lowry and uh, Robinson, a lot of those guys' minutes are up. But what you run into as a DFS player right now is, do you want to play the minutes or do you want to take a chance on a guy like Zeller playing 20 minutes or Highsmith playing 30 minutes and kind of winning you, getting you well into the cash for that reason? Because it's rare that it happens, but that's kind of how you win these tournaments too. But for me, I kind of went with the Visaper lineup today. Like I said, I've got Porter at captain. I've got Jokic, Gordon, and Murray in my lineup. And my last two guys in, Highsmith has got to be one of them. Uh, you, you, know, you just get the feeling that him and Caleb Martin are going to be much bigger players next year, going to be have a much bigger role with that team. And, you know, he was Highsmith won a few bright spots in game one and got 18 points. He did shoot really well. So there's certainly some recency bias there. He could, you know, go two for six in the second game and, and not end up having much of an impact, but he had three stocks, steals and blocks, 
played more minutes than either Struess or Robinson in game one. So I really like him at his $3,200 price tag tonight. Yeah, yeah. I think Highsmith is a good good uh, choice here. We're going to talk about FanDuel as well. I, th- I think he's an even better play, but <clears throat> I agree with you. The one guy you haven't mentioned yet that I have that I just want to kind of mention before we move on here, uh, and I had him in my last lineup, if you guys remember, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, 5,800. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, yeah. I just think he's going to be an important piece for this Denver Nuggets team, especially if Jimmy Butler starts going off. They had uh, they had Aaron Gordon actually start on Jimmy Butler. We had guessed that Contavious Caldwell-Pope would start on him, which wasn't the case. Aaron Gordon started on him, uh, and Aaron Gordon's been talking about defending him. Aaron Gordon did a good job on Jimmy Butler, so I think they'll probably go that route again. But we did see some Contavious Caldwell-Pope uh, possessions where he was guarding Jimmy. And for the most part, he stood in the corner on offense, which was a little frustrating uh, for a DF, for, for somebody on DFS that had rostered him. So I'm hoping he gets a little bit more involved in the offensive end. The few shots he did have looked nice and uh, came off of Jokic passes. So, uh, you know, if he, we're, we're looking for that big game where he hits three or four threes, uh, and he's only 5,800. So if he does that, gets a couple steals, grabs, you know, four or five rebounds, we're really cooking there. I think he's he's, he's a pretty decent play. So um, Yeah, he's a, he had a really nice game one. He seems to be on a bit of a mission uh, this whole yeah. playoff series to kind of make himself uh, relevant, and he's done a pretty good job of it so far. My last guy in is Jeff Green, mm. and only for the price tag. And, uh, and honestly, I don't love Jeff Green tonight. I thought he had good potential in game one, but he only got four points and a board. Really yeah. a huge disappointment even at $2,400. But right now, I don't know who's who's a better alternative at that price. Is your last guy in? I yeah. don't like Ron. I don't expect him to get more than eight or ten minutes. Kevin Love didn't play at all. Zeller yeah. I like, but I'm not sure Zeller is going to get enough minutes. I think Jeff Green's a bit of a safer play than Cody Zeller is, even though Cody Zeller is much cheaper. So Jeff Green is my last guy in. If you guys are putting out 100 lineups, I will go ahead and throw this guy out there as a guy I just kind of saw on Twitter, kind of piqued my interest a little bit. But you're at seven uh, at one five. Um, you know, maybe they go to him instead of like a Cody Zeller. They sit Cody Zeller and play year seven for 10, 15 minutes uh, to try to combat Jokic. It's possible that happens. I mean, usually the team that's down in the series or gets spanked kind of comes out, especially with Spo. He'll come out and kind of surprise you with some of his roster adjustments. So uh, I wouldn't rule it out. Again, this is like if you're putting in a bunch of lineups and you're okay with throwing one away potentially because it, it, odds are year seven is probably not getting in, in the lineup, but he could. He very well could. Um, so let's move on, though. Uh, I do want to touch your base real quick on the series-long uh, you know, uh, contest I put in there where I had Jokic as my captain, Bam Adebayo, Michael Porter Jr., Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Lowry, and Cody Zeller. It's doing well. Uh, currently doubling my money on that one, so that's good. Uh, we're going to see how that goes. And Cody Zeller is the one guy out of those uh, that group there that I'm not confident in. I think where I'm really winning is that I have uh, Bam Adebayo where everyone else has Jimmy Butler. And I think as far as like value, uh, Bam Adebayo has been a lot better so far. We'll see. How, we'll see if that continues. Um, all right, let's move on though to uh, Fanduel. I don't know. Did you end up end up making a Fanduel or take a look at Fanduel at all there, Lee? No, you go ahead. I've got it open here, okay. and I'll take a look at it while we yeah. go ahead. So I think, here. you know, um, Jokic has been 17-5 this whole playoffs pretty much. I think, you know, it's pretty hard to not put him in your MVP spot. Um, he's going to continue to be that price tag. Uh, and I was able to get uh, Jokic, Murray, and Bam Adebayo into my lineup here in the top spots. And I think that's the way to go. I don't think you get cute with those top spots. I think you go with, you know, whoever is going to get the most minutes and star players. Uh, you know, maybe you can kind of slip a Caleb Martin in there or something like that, maybe a Gabe Vincent or an Aaron Gordon. Uh, you know, those are some guys you could consider at that pro spot, but I wouldn't mess with the star and MVP spots. Um, but I went with Bam Adebayo as my MVP, just in a large field, just to try to differentiate myself a little bit. And then I have Jokic as my star. I'm not super confident in that. I think it's a real shot in the dark there. 
But I could see a, a world where, you know, Jokic uh, doesn't have a good game and Bam Adebayo uh, has a game like he had last game. So um, I'm rounding out my roster also with Haywood Highsmith, and I mentioned him, you know, before. But I think on FanDuel, I like him even better because he's 7000 which is basically minimum pricing. It's only a thousand more than the minimum pricing over there. So uh, I, I like Haywood Heisman a whole lot. I think there's a, a really going to be hard pressed to to not get him in your lineups. And then I'm rounding out my lineup again with Cody Zeller at 6,500, just because I couldn't fit anybody else. And again, I'm not super confident about that one either. So I was at confidence level on a scale of one to 10. I would give myself like a mm, five, like five, six, somewhere in there. So not super confident, but I, that is what I end up with on FanDuel. What are your observations there while you're looking there? Yeah, I you know I played a FanDuel in game one as well, and I found the same kind of pricing structure I'm seeing now where you can get a lot of the top guys in, but you get down to the last couple guys, and all of a sudden, you know, Bruce Brown's at 9,000 and Lowry's at 8,500, which um, doesn't seem to make a lot of sense given Lowry's been doing well. Caldwell Pope at 8,000. Struess at 7,500 is more expensive than Highsmith or Duncan Robinson, who are both out playing him right now. Um and Cody Zeller and Duncan Robinson are the same price. I'd love to hear your Cody Zeller reasoning over why over Duncan Robinson. Yeah, it's a good call. I might have to switch that actually, since I'm going with Heismith. If my theory is that Heismith gets all the uh, center or most of the center minutes here uh, guarding Jokic, then I might have to go and switch to Duncan Robinson. I actually have Duncan Robinson on uh, DraftKings, so uh, I don't have a good reason for you, Lee. It's just kind of what I threw together, <laughs> and I might just swap that now. So it's a good call out in your part there. Um, yeah, and the only the only guy cheaper than those guys that has a chance is Kevin Love, but he didn't yeah. play game one. We're still yeah. not sure if he's healthy or not. Right, and. I can't trust that. I just can't. He does, you know, he, he's a big enough guy where you think he'd be a natural uh, supporter of of guarding these tough matchups that the Heat have with the bigger front court from the Nuggets. But Love's never really been terribly famous for his defense either. So yeah. Uh, well, anyways, guys, that's going to do it for us for DraftKings and for FanDuel. So we're going to move on here to Thrive Fantasy. If ThriveFantasy.com is where you go, you sign up, you get two hundred bucks. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> make your deposit with promo code Ethos. Your first two hundred dollars uh, matched. Uh, instantly there uh anyways uh yeah we're gonna go ahead and get some thrive prop plays here uh do want to mention though quickly uh i'm going over these team profiles i've been working like mad on this nfl draft guide uh we're doing these team profiles for nfl draft they look so pretty lee uh, i cannot wait for people to see this stuff we are going to start promoing this soon uh, again if you're out there you're a big fantasy, fo- fantasy football player you think you know more than the average joe get with me on twitter ethos keith uh, or go ahead and go to the website. We can go ahead and get you filled out to become a contributor. So just wanted to plug that real quick. But uh, my, I, uh, my first fantasy football league was 1987. So yeah. yeah, for 30-some <laughs> years into the same league, we created a scoring system that turned out to be very much like like PPR is, is now. Yeah. And uh, we've been draft defensive players, everything else, the same 12 guys from high school. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's 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 funny to see how everything's kind of morphed over the years with fantasy football. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fantasy football player, but now I'm getting back into it and looking at all this oh. stuff. I'm like, wow, things are different even from you know five years ago when I last kind of played. And I was I was pretty casual, but still it's 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 even diff- more different now. So it um, is it is the most fun season long league, and honestly, I think it's the most fun DFS play as well. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna have some that DFS content for you as well. So uh all right, Thrive Fantasy. Um, how many plays did you end up with here, Lee? I got three for you. All right, why don't you go ahead and get started because I'm still looking. So why don't you go ahead and start us off there? I have the aforementioned Max Struess disappointingly under 10.5 points, actual points for this game. And he said he's almost disappeared from the postseason. His last game, game one, 0 for 10, 0 for 9 from three-point land. And, you know, he's not going to score zero points again. He's not going to play that badly again. But 
the Heat now are giving up his minutes to Robinson, to Highsmith, and to Lowry, and I just don't see – I could see Strews getting to seven or eight. I don't see him getting to 11 or 12. So fair that's worth 80 Thrive Fantasy points, under 10.5 actual points. Yeah, fair enough. I've got Jamal Murray – uh, over 5.5 assists. That's only 80 points, but um, just seems kind of easy. He had 10, I believe, in the first game there. So um, I really don't see him taking a step backwards there. I think he's going to play uh, probably close to 40 minutes here. I think it's going to be a close game. So uh, I like the f- over 5.5 assists on Jamal Murray. What's your next one, Lee? That gave Vincent over 16.5 points in assists. This is worth 115 Thrive Fantasy points. So it's a nice reward if it pays off. You know, Vincent's not a great assist guy. He did have five in game one, but he's normally in the two or three range. But the way the Heat are playing right now with Butler kind of either being exhausted or just taking a bit of a step back in game one, I don't see how the Heat even compete without Vincent throwing in 16, 18 points. So I really like him. Uh, I think the Heat are going to demand that he shoots enough to score 17 points today, even if he doesn't get an assist. Uh, and like I said, Thrive's giving a real nice boost at 115 points for taking this chance on Gabe Vincent over 16 and a half points and assists. I think I'm thinking, taking mostly chalk today, but I, my next one here is Aaron Gordon over 6.5 rebounds and assists. I mean, um, dude just absolutely killed it in game one. Uh, I think he's going to be the, you know, again, the lead uh, defensive assignment here on Jimmy Butler. So I can't see him taking a step backwards in his role. Uh, going to get a lot of minutes. Very important to the Denver Nuggets team. So over 6.5 rebounds and assists. That's just 70 thrive points. So uh, what's your last one there, Lee? Jimmy Butler, and this is a bit of a, I don't know, compared to everything I said earlier in the podcast, this may be a little bit contrarian play, but over 39 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Most days you'd say that's a lock for Jimmy Butler in a, in a playoff game. It's worth 105 fan, uh, Thrive Fantasy points. Butler did not have a good game, did not have a good game one. His total for this prop was 27. And again, this prop is 39 and a half now. But we all know he won't accept anything but his own best. And I expect him to a little more rest under his belt to get to 30 actual points, maybe grab seven rebounds and seven assists. And he's well over this, well over this prop if he does those things. Yeah, I could see that happening. I actually went uh, went a little different, but same kind of concept here. And uh, again, I'm just all over this guy in this series. Bam Adebayo, over 35.5 points, rebounds, and assists. And this is my reach. It's 130 thrive points, so it's a big payoff, obviously. I think it's the biggest one on the slate. Uh, looks like it is, yeah. So I'm going with the biggest payoff here. I think it's got a, a decent chance to hit. Uh, I think he ended with 22, 24, something like that points in the last one. I think he's going to end in the same area with for the points there. And again, you know, maybe 10 to 11 rebounds. Uh, you're really cooking there. You don't need about four assists uh, for him to hit this prop here for you. Uh, I think it's a bit of a reach. Absolutely. But I think with the payoff there and the way that this game played out in game one, uh, I do like the over there for Bam Adebayo. So that's going to do it for us, guys. That is our Thrive plays, DraftKings plays, and FanDuel plays for the game two of the NBA Finals. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at EthosKeith. And Lee, where can people find you and your work? On Twitter as well, at Lee from Fargo. And please do go follow the show, guys. Uh, make sure you are leaving a comment and a, and a uh, review for us wherever you're listening. We appreciate your support all year round. Thank you so much. And until next time, go get that money.